Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, this is Aaron Ross, co-CEO of Predictable Revenue, the outbound success company based in Pacific Palisades. It also is important because I published the book because, going back, um, I had to, right? I had to make a lot of money right. because I got married. I had this, I was a single guy, didn't have to make much. I could sort of fart around. Yeah. I wanted to. Got married. Had two kids right there. Wife got pregnant right away. I'm like, oh shit, I have to make more money. Yeah. So I got to publish this book that I've been sitting on for for a while. So it's uh, important to the family that way too. It's important to everybody around me. But you you make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, in hindsight, it, it is. Hindsight. It, everything's easy in hindsight. Publishing a book, you mean? Yeah, I mean, from publishing a book to even like increasing the revenue of a business, you make it sound like yeah. Well, increasing. I mean, biz- you didn't even know sales. No. How, I mean, walk us through the journey into becoming, uh, a, you know, a novice to a complete expert. Okay. Well, here's, here is something that worked for me, right? To make it, it, it wasn't easy. It's never, it's never easy. Even today, it's not easy. I mean, I'm used to it. A lot of things like running around, not getting enough sleep. I'm used to it. It's not easy, right? They say things can be simple, but not easy. Right. Right. Um, Interesting. Things can be simple, simple but, but not, not easy. Right? Simple. Hey, go start a business. Simple. That's how you can make money. Yeah, yeah not easy. Not okay. <laughs> but walking back. <laughs> so here's how, what works for me. Everybody's different. But what worked for me was saying, okay, I know something needs to happen. Okay. My business failed. I have to learn sales. If I want to be a CEO and start a company, I need to know sales. Like you just have to. Yeah. Okay. How do I learn that? Well, okay. I'm going to go do sales. Right. Simple, but not easy. But I have... I don't know what you call it, faith. I'm, faith, I'm just willing to take the leap and go like, all right, I got to go do this. Right, right. And I'm just going to go do it. Right. Um, okay, publish a book. I don't know. Okay, I got to do it. All right, so I'm just going to go figure it out and start right. committing to do it. Uh, in other words, having a baby, adopting. I don't know. Like, we, it just feels important. Let's go do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And almost not, like, if I actually knew how hard it would be, they said, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who have said, if I knew how hard this would be, I wouldn't have started. Yeah, right. So I sort completely. of ignore, I like, I do know how hard it'd be, or maybe I do major. Yeah. I just ignore that part yeah. and just commit to doing it. And things always take longer than I want. So I don't know if that's true. I think it's true of most people. Yeah. And just being able to stick to it over the, the, the things take years longer than I want. Yeah. And so it's sort of that willing ignorance to just jump into something I know is important. And it's Salesforce. Jumping into sales, the only sales job they had was the basically answering the 800 line. 
Yeah. I went to learn. So I'm from being CEO of a, a venture funded company to, yeah. you know, a sales rep making a fraction. Yeah. So, but I didn't, my ego wasn't important. I just wanted to learn. Right. It's uh, it's just that willingness to jump in and do whatever it takes to do that next step. Yeah. I think it's part of it. Now, none of those steps are easy. Publishing the book wasn't easy. Um, adopting and kids, none of that's easy. Starting a business isn't easy, but there are, of course, lots of great moments and it's all worth it. My name is Jeremy Grodberg. I'm the senior consultant at Nuru. We help small internet companies become big internet companies based in Santa Monica. So I was working and finding that I ended up one way or another changing jobs every year anyway. And I was like, well, why am I pretending to be a permanent employee if I'm going right. to change jobs every year? So I got in, I was fortunate to get a, a stellar consulting contract early in my career, which was a project where I got to meet and work with 20 other contractors, consultants in the San Francisco area. And after that job, that was my, my pipeline for clients. And they just kept feeding me more and more people. So that was great. At some point I realized with some of my colleagues that companies, this was before the internet boom, it was actually during the internet boom, but still the companies, Fortune 500 companies, when they're hiring consultants, this is still true with the big, whatever, big five, big four, however many are left. Mm -hmm. They don't know. That's why they're hiring consultants. They don't really know what to look for. They don't know if they're getting good consulting or not. This is the same problem that your startup founders have with their code people and why they wish they knew how to code because they don't really know if they're getting good code or not. They don't know if these people are being efficient or not. Right. And so the idea of finding Nuru was uh, to help consult actually for those companies to help them buy consulting services to help them inform them. So they buy consulting services that were, uh, and manage their consulting services. So they would know what they were doing. Um, but I suck at sales and that's uh, sales into enterprises. That's a long sales cycle and you have to be really good at it and very persistent and plan years ahead. And none of that worked out. So pretty much you're like someone's best friend to have an intelligent, trustworthy viewpoint on hiring someone else to code and to build product. Uh, Well, that was what I was thinking I was going to get into a long time ago, back when IBM was a monopoly. Right. (laughs) Before Microsoft. They had a policy of not really interviewing engineers. Right. They did a back, they looked at your resume, did a background check. If you passed, they just hired you for 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, they evaluated your work product and decided if they wanted to keep you or not. And you decide if you wanted to keep working there. I'm really a big fan of that model still now after trying a lot of other ones. Yeah. Um, you have to have the money and the resources to be able to afford a 90-day failure, um, which early stage startups don't have. But I think hiring talent is just very, very difficult. And just like anything else in a startup, the people that you work with, whether or not you get along with them, how you get along with them, mm-hmm. whether or not they share your vision, you know, what their work ethic is like, if they're ethical and trustworthy, those things matter so much more than whether they're the best or second best or 10th best coder in the room. So I, I kind of, I, now I just come in and I help uh, people with the managing the process more and finding where their blind spots are and kind of filling in the gaps in the team. What do you enjoy most about what you do? I really most enjoy solving problems for people that are bothering them. 
and giving them the freedom to pursue more of their joy. Hey guys, I'm Kate Shaw. I'm the Director of Growth and Marketing at Sphinx. Sphinx is a three-in-one travel razor for women that allows you to shave anytime, anywhere. We are located in Canoga Park. I was attracted to Sphinx was because it wasn't something that people already knew about. Why? Because it's so innovative. And I'm not just saying that because I work for them. No, I literally. Really, like, it, you guys, it's not a razor. It's a it new a, razor. So there's a distinction. So all the razors that you guys are at this exact moment thinking of are in the shower razors. Yes. And they have multiple blades yes. and they sit in your shower and you hang out with them for, yes. you know, 10 or 15 minutes while you're doing your thing and in the shower. And they're kind of like a curved T. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. So that's your traditional shower razor. Yeah. We're an incremental sale to that, um, to that shower razor. We are a three-in-one portable travel razor. And so what this has, it's round. It's super adorable. So you can throw this thing in your purse, your gym bag, your center console in your car, um, your hoe bag, if you're, um, you know, if you have one of those, every girl knows what I'm talking about. Um, and so what it is, is see, Spree's laughing. Spree has a hoe bag. Um, so what it has is like this little spritz of water. And then you turn the style, the, the Sphinx is round and it has a shea butter moisturizing bar, um, which you use as a pre-shave moisture. And then you also use it post-shave to keep it, um, moist. Yeah. And then it has two single blades. And so what that does is Whenever you are in the running into a business meeting yeah. and you realize you forgot to shave your armpits, you are impromptu trip down to the beach and you realize that um, you haven't shaven in a minute yeah. or you just realize that you have some um, stragglers, some touch ups um, totally. in your, you know, whatever you can shave in a bathroom stall. Yeah. You don't have to be in the shower. You don't have to um, even have running water. Yeah. It's fully designed just to be one complete shave um, mechanism right there in your hand without the shower and, and nakedness and soap and all of that stuff. Two questions. One, razor burn. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Because um, you're not using a lot of water and soap, do we have to worry about razor burn? You know, it depends how sensitive your skin is. And I think that um, you probably wouldn't want to shave, like, a guy's face with a sphinx. Um, what the sphinx is for is touch-ups and miss spots. Um, so like your bikini line, um, you would probably just want to um, use a lot of the spritz or a lot of the shea butter. But that shea butter really is there for a really intense um, moisture. So you shouldn't get shea burn. Could I, could I shave my whole leg? I wouldn't recommend it. Um, so like for beach stuff, what do you, how do, would I use it for like, I'm about to go swimming or something? Yeah. Yeah. So you would use it, you would, you know, probably have it in your purse or whatever and you're, here at We Are LA Tech, you're a few blocks from the beach. Someone stops by and they're like, hey, Spree, let's go down to the beach. And you're like, oh, crap, I haven't yeah. shaved in days. Totally. So you pull that thing out. You're like, hey, OK, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. You pull it out and you could shave your your whole leg. We actually include two blades in yeah. the Sphinx, especially for that reason. So yeah. if you do have a larger area to cover, you have two blades that you can use yeah. where you don't have to wash those under running water. You can literally um, wash them with a. you can wipe it with a, a napkin. Yeah. You can just tap it out in the sink, whatever. Um, I, you know, it depends how, I don't know how hairy your legs are, girl. But I mean, for me right now, I could shave my legs with this Sphinx. It's definitely meant for touch-ups. It's like a touch-up, yeah. It's, it's 100% for touch-ups yeah. and on the go. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community.
The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freebay. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.